You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey there, guys. It's time for Slopescast once again. How are you doing, Grizzly? All right. Yeah. Surviving. He's surviving. Yeah. He's surviving. You yeah. see, it, for everybody out there that's watching what we call the DVD extras part of the podcast, the part where we go live, we get all of the audio stuff sorted, all that sort of thing, they've already heard me introduce uh, uh, these awesome people. They've already uh, heard me introduce uh, Grizzly, and they've also heard me introduce our awesome guest that we have this week. Every week we like to get someone awesome in, and this week is no exception. In fact, this week may just be the very best guest we've ever had. Oh, oh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, well, he- here he is. It- it- it's the Sobe Quang DX. How are you doing, my mate? You doing all right? Oh, Yo. hey, thank you so much for inviting me along. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, he is. He is. And he definitely didn't just read that off a script. No, no, no. That's just the way yeah. he talks. Uh, <laughs> Your five is going to be there in the next couple of days. Uh, depends on the Royal Mail. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, good to have you, man. Good to have you. Right. So we've got, um, uh, yeah, we've invited him on. I actually have in my hand, I've never said with a guest before, but uh, yeah. I'm holding a game that this man actually made. Super Jetpack DX is a game that I bought. I'm very happy with it. It's a good game. I talked about it quite a bit back in the day on the old uh, Kickscammer News. And I think we talked about it on Slopescast, did we not? Yeah, we did one. Ooh. Yeah, we did. A uh, couple of... Uh, it's been a few weeks, uh, a few months ago, actually. The first time we talked about Defuse. But we talked about um, the company that you work with to bring games like this. Uh, I believe last week or maybe the last time we did a um, and the rest section. That's so right. We, we talked about their bringing out the cartridge only um, system, aren't they? Yeah. So that you can uh, get these retro games at a much cheaper price. Although... That is a bit of a detriment because these like boxed copies are really well made. Um, as as Dan was showing on camera there, the quality looks looks absolutely brilliant. You know, considering it's a modern retro title, and I love the fact that we're watching footage of Mal Mal Castle, which is the first time I ever <laughs> saw a Sobe in public uh, showing yeah. showcasing this game, which is basically the bonus sections of Space Harrier. Uh, but you're a cat. You're smashing through giant Easter Island heads. Yeah, it's not my. It's exactly my kind of game. Apparently, the internet likes cats, so it's probably a good uh, uh, one to yeah. go for. Absolutely. I never did win that cat though. I came close, but I never did win it. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting a pretty decent score. I remember playing on that Mau Mau Castle, um, and then um, I remember showing it to you, and you were just like, you just laughed it off. It was like a nothing score. But obviously, <laughs> I've seen you tour around with that game endlessly. 
So uh, yeah, you're you're probably pretty good. Uh, regardless, the, the upcoming game, Defused, uh, go and support uh, him. There will be a link in the description uh, if you're listening to this, and there is a link also in the chat if you are watching live. But yes, that is Quang. He is part of a Sobi Tech. Well, you're the, the the sole member of a Sobi Tech, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but today we've got six topics of conversation to go through, and of course. Grizzly is going to talk us through those six topics right now. Why not? Go on. Nah, I'm joking. Alrighty, so this week we're going to be talking about Sega confirming multiple remasters and remakes coming this year. So we already kind of knew about a couple of things, but the fact that they're actually <laughs> confirming it from the horse's mouth is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk, to talk about the list of the first playstation plus premium games which have actually been announced from the horse's mouth sony um <laughs> Lots we're of going to mouth look this at week. yes there is um yeah they worries um <laughs> so then we're going to talk about some fan remakes and demakes uh including the absolutely wonderful looking super mario render 96 uh which i'm really looking forward to uh we're going to look at netflix's resident evil series and a new predator movie which is coming to hulu uh, as the trailers have just dropped a cancelled scarface 2 uh, game, which is the sequel to Scarface. I don't think that would ever actually like this properly, but um, and then lastly, we're going to talk about the highest earning game companies of 2021 because hey, uh, it might actually surprise you in the top five. It might surprise yeah, you. It might surprise yeah. you. Right? You wouldn't believe what's at number five. <laughs> Stick around to find out. Now, um, or just go to the uh, description. Where all our links to all of these articles can be found. But it's better to stay yeah. listen. Definitely. Now it's time for Sega Topic of the Week. Always a great way to start hey. off the podcast. Love this. Love this. We've talked about in the past how um, there's lots of remasters and remakes on the way. The big, big, big one that's literally right around the corner is Sonic Origins. Um, there's been some good news and some bad news about that since uh, it was announced. Um, but uh, I'm still stupidly excited for that because Sonic Free and Knuckles is my all-time favourite game, as it is yours as well, Grizzly. Um, oh, yeah. And we get to play that again with, like, new modes and from what i hear now they're adding um uh, a tails and knuckles mode and the drop dash and a few other things as well so it's going to be exciting and there's that whole uh ring thing they're going to be uh, no sorry is it coin thing they're doing as well whatever whatever yeah which will probably unlock these modes yeah uh they still haven't announced about the soundtrack it's definitely not in at the stage right it's not it's not it's not if they if yeah. they suddenly drop that right near the end that would be very 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 cool of them but that soundtrack's not going to be in there and if they can't get the soundtrack for this sonic origins like That's i it. yeah I, i'm pretty sure you're never going to hear that soundtrack officially released it's a good thing i have like five different copies with that soundtrack on yeah it would have been nice to have six <laughs> <laughs> well and also they also uh, there was talks about there's going to be a brand new crazy taxi and jet set radio big budget games coming uh, so that's quite exciting yeah. but now there's also uh, talks of uh, more more re- more remasters and remakes um and yeah, really, this is just speculation. This piece. Uh, what what do we want to see? What what about you, Quang? What sort of classic Sega property would you want to see them bring uh, back? Me, um, I, I want a new outrun. Yeah. Make that. Oh man. Because the, the, the last version was two S, whatever it is called. Uh, it's ridiculously expensive now to, to purchase for PlayStation. 
Right. Um, so a re updated version of that with a new hardware. Yeah, that would look good. I know there was um he he did mention about the fact that he would like to do another outrun at least. Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, Yu, Yu Suzuki. Yu Suzuki. Yu Suzuki yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that would be good. Um. I mean, my mind just instantly goes to Golden Axe and Shinobi. <laughs> so there's been like. The, the the things that have been interesting is that I believe that Sega tweeted, uh, Sega of Japan tweeted an image like a couple of weeks ago, and the it was like just like a rather innocuous looking like space image. Um, it's not really mentioned anywhere, but I remember seeing the comments, and pretty much everyone in like the Japanese thread, uh, Japanese translations were saying Planet Harriers, and I'm thinking that has never been released outside of that single arcade. No. release that would be incredibly exciting to see and to be honest they have so much stuff that they could put into a collection at this stage and to release it to the masses. oh yeah it's just it's just a shame that they don't have access to masters because they all got destroyed being on cassettes um all i can hope is is that that game in some way exists and can be ported to modern consoles really it should should have already happened well what but, i will say is you know it, it would be good the you know we were able to get some of these more not as well known classic Sega franchises back, but the the problem is uh, we have got to remind ourselves back when they were doing Sega Ages for the uh, uh, for the Switch and the reports were coming out that they were just not selling that well. Um, Sega were disappointed in the sales, or at least Sega of Japan uh, were disappointed with the sales of Sega Ages. Um, and I mean, honestly, the real reason for that is because they only really added two or three games that they haven't done before in Sega Ages, you know, releases. You had your obvious Sonic 1, you had your obvious Sonic 2, you had your obvious Alex Kid, and all of that sort of stuff. So it would have been nice if we got a few more different uh, 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 classic games on there, but alas, we didn't. So I honestly do think if we're going to be getting any remakes and remasters, it's going to be the real obvious. Um, do you have any idea how well Virtual Racing was a great remaster? That, that was the best remaster of the bunch, wasn't it, for sure? Yeah, because that, that's just the kind of thing that they never did before. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, there was the PS2 virtual race wasn't there as part of their Sega Race. It just oh, it was nothing reality, compared to this one, though. Yeah, it just gets overlooked compared to the classic Sega Outrun, so it's great to see. Um, but that's also the kind of reasons why I feel like they make slightly deeper cuts into Sega's history. Um, yeah. I would love to see it. You know, it's probably what they still have license for, so they're, they're just like going, oh, right, okay, maybe we should actually, you know use some of this stuff because uh, Streets of Rage has now gone to Dot .emu and they've done an amazing job of it yeah. uh, House of the Dead's gone to Forever Entertainment they've done a pretty okay job as has Panzer Dragoon um, what do they have left and who? what can they outsource to uh, to other companies so we're going to start seeing some deeper stuff I love the sound of that yeah it'll be good uh, you say you got House of the Dead uh, Alex Kidd was another one uh, even if you go a little bit further back like Choo Choo Rocket got a new game on mobile and that was a perfect game to bring to mobile there's nothing mm. wrong with that at all um, you had uh, obviously all these Sonic games like Sonic Origins and, and uh, technically Mania I suppose you could call that one as well um, uh, Space Channel 5 there was a VR game of that so they're, they're getting through their classic properties. Um, I feel like Shinobi's one of the big ones that they could do something new with. Uh, and, I, and I would absolutely... I mean, I would love, probably more than anything, actually, I would love for the .emu or .emu guys to take on Comic Zone. So I just feel like that game needed one or two more entries before we really got to experience what that game is about. Because that first game has its flaws. There's no doubt about it. But oh, yeah. it has a lot of heart. So much. Totally. And... Um, 
they it's got so much more life in it if if a studio takes it on that is um yeah I, i'd much rather see something like that than an alex kid any day of the week or, or a new fantasy zone give me a new fantasy zone i would love yeah. a good new fantasy zone start focusing on things like the, the collections of like what they started doing on xbox 360 was they did the legacy collections so when they had streets of rage they did streets of rage one two and three and they kind of created this like little museum around it. i think it was backbone entertainment that was together um or digital eclipse one of the two mm-hmm. um and then they did one for toe jam and earl i did one for uh Golden oh, Axe. Yeah. and uh i would love to see those kind of collections come back just like celebrate the franchises that were big um given that given a bit of a museum treatment and that's basically what they're doing with sonic origins right now so mm-hmm. the only difference between this and origins is that though uh golden axe and the like will be roms in a collection with a nice museum menu put on top these will be remasters so you know yeah yeah slight difference i i do think they've got a bit of a challenge ahead of them compared to other more obvious companies like your capcoms and your nintendos because sega are very much built up on their arcade games and arcade games are put your 10p in you have your 10 minutes of fun and you bugger off or you you know put another 10p in whatever it will be um back in the day i mean every single person that owned a mega drive had purchased in one way or another whether it was on the mega games collection or not purchased something like uh columns that was a full price game columns Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Can yeah. you imagine anything like that coming out full price now? I know you had, you know, Puyo Puyo Tetris, but you look at the amount of content on a game like Puyo Puyo Tetris compared to something like Columns. Um, oh, yeah. You couldn't get away with that now. Oh, you, absolutely you couldn't. You know, yeah, we're from a generation now that hate mobile games, and I promise you every little puzzle game I've got on my phone is way more, a million times more content on it than Columns or a Puyo Puyo or a Mean Bean Machine or anything like that, or a Tetris for the Game Boy. Um, you need to have uh, a lot more you need to somehow find a way to bring in a lot more content uh, and really beef up games and this isn't just a new thing even i I was surprised when i heard they're making a a big budget crazy taxi game but how can you do that crazy taxi you just get in there you pick someone up and you drop them off and you just keep going over and over and over and over again how do you turn that into a big budget game it's a it's a quick pick up fun arcade game but um in nowadays like you know day and age it's hard to see how they could turn that into a full-fledged experience. Um, I think of Final Crazy, Crazy Taxi, the, the Dreamcast version, is probably the definitive version. I think and so. So many modes there. You know, they, they beefed the game out, so it's more than just the arcade game. Um, how much further you can expand that, that's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do that with Crazy Taxi 3 for Xbox, didn't they? In, in reality, that was the same game, albeit with some extra mini-games. Mm-hmm. And they, they've, they've played the mini-game card ever since Super Monkey Ball. It's the only way that they feel that they can make more content out of these old things crazy box was great though don't get oh, me wrong crazy box was so much fun mastering how to do those turns and stuff you know crazy yeah. crazy bowling and stuff that was really cool um yeah it was great fun great fun lot yeah, but it was oh, it was so clearly good. padding yeah oh for sure for sure but also it, it, it worked for that game because it was essentially training as well it trained you how to do all of the crazy break and crazy drifts and crazy crazy start or whatever it was called uh crazy boost uh and stuff like that and I, I had a lot of fun with Crazy Taxi 2 as well, the jump. We are going off on a tangent now. but That's uh, Crazy Taxi. It's yeah. not a tangent. No. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, as long as it's better than Taxi Chaos, which is uh, probably my crappy game of the year. It really was so, so bad. So, so bad. There we go. There we go. Well, a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. I, I'd also like to show some love for, for Game Ground, stuff like that. I want to see... Uh, oh, yeah, Nights. Obviously, Nights into Dreams. Is it really? Yeah. 
I love Knights. Um, I, I, oh, so I went from Nintendo, Super Nintendo, to Sega Saturn. And when I got Sega Knights, me away flowed so well. It's an incredible game. It is the full package, isn't it? With the music and, and, and everything. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a nice I, game. I, 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 I completely agree with that. I love Knight, and it's a real shame that they put they did a bit of a half-assed sequel, the Wii version, didn't they? Journey of Dreams. They tried to make it a lot, a lot bigger than it was, and it didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first Knights is absolutely brilliant. Very nostalgic. I still remember going into the curry stores uh, back in the day and seeing Knights being played on CRT and just thinking there's nothing on N64 or PlayStation that looks anywhere near as good as that, <laughs> you know, for the time. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a kid. I was impressionable. I saw Sega. I wanted it. Um, and I just remember me and my friend, um, very fond memory, playing through the entirety of the Christmas Nights demo, uh, unlocking all of the presents and then going, oh, my God, there's Son- Sonics in this. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just great. One of the big yearly tradition. The big oh my god moments of your uh, of your gaming life. There is a 3D Sonic platformer on Saturn. All we needed was a free demo off a magazine and a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like Knights. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot more in there, uh, especially in the VR space potentially as well. That'd be a good VR game in there potentially. I don't know. I know Michael Town is joking uh, when he says that Knights is no Balan Wonderworld, but um, <laughs> you can kind of see that uh, that's where it wanted to be. Balan Wonderworld had this idea of venturing into people's dreams, venturing into people's like nightmares, and that all started with Knights. And it just almost seems like Yuji Naka couldn't get, couldn't you know, give up that idea or that narrative, and he just wanted to more and more and more, but he just obviously couldn't do Knights because it was a Sega property and he wasn't that Sega anymore. Yeah, yeah. And just get that impression. He's a big fan of that whole concept. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, yet again, we're going to bring up Rodea the Sky Soldier, which is like the, 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 the absolute perfect middle ground between Knights and Balan. It's such yeah. a weird, weird game. It's It, it feels like... Uh, did you play Rodea the Sky Soldier, Quang, if you're a big fan of Knights? Oh, I, I never remember playing that. I, I, to be honest, I haven't played much games after the year 2000. Fair enough. <laughs> Except the ones that you make. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's definitely got some Knights vibes in there. But um, yeah, yes. I, 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 I quite enjoyed it. I personally didn't mind the game. I thought it was all right. Maybe we'll do a stream of that one one night. Perhaps. My, my copy's still sealed, but no. <laughs> Both of them. I picked up the Wii U and 3DS, and they're both right behind me still. Well, you bought the 3DS version as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I wanted to support Yuji Nako because back, back at the time I didn't quite realise he was a bit of a, you know, dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, you know, I, I had blind devotion to anything Sonic related, and you know that guy was, you know, a third of Sonic. So fair enough. That's what I did. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. we, we want more classic Sega back. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see what they do with that. Um, it's only really Bring been... Sonic R. No, no. With TJ Davis on vocals again. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Oh, I like Sonic R. I, I yes, yes. I there's another one of me. There's another one of us. Oh, yeah. man. Sonic R. Best racing game. Better than Mario Kart. Any day of the week. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't be hearing this because it's not. Like it's not. I wouldn't say it's better than Sonic, um, uh, better than Mario Kart. To be honest, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy running around it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think if they, I think re- we've broken down. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think if, it's, it's one of those games. If they bring back and people have a chance to play it, they'll be like, "Ooh, wow! I remember this being better." <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Thank you for sharing all your bits there. By the way, uh, Vikeko, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, we just want more classic Sega back. Um, but definitely, we, we knew that before getting into this one. Now let's chat about this one. This is a bit of a controversial one. Um, the PlayStation Plus, Plus game lineup. Do you want to explain what the PlayStation Plus uh, new thing they're doing here, Grizzly? Yeah. So we we talked about this for a, a couple of weeks uh, because it's interesting. You know, Microsoft has the Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. Um, well, Sony's wanting to get in on that action, do a better subscription model. At least that's what they're calling it, um, and including a bunch of free games as a result. So mm-hmm. uh, of course, Game Pass does really well off this. It was only a matter of time until Sony showed their hand. So uh, PlayStation Plus is now being broken up into three tiers. You're going to have your Essential, which is basically what PlayStation Plus is today. Um, and then there's a version called... Uh, it's, sorry, it's Basic Essential. Uh, Essential is the one where you get PlayStation Plus and the PS Now offering, which includes PS4, PS5, free games via streaming. Um, and then you have PlayStation Plus Premium, which includes access to over 700 games via download um, in a similar fashion to expect from Game Pass. So here is the first look. Yeah, um, so the first with- look of games. Um, you know, what? I-, I only saw what was available for the PlayStation 1. And yeah. I was like, that's rubbish. It's terrible. It is. Yeah, I'm going to completely admit and say it is a bit rubbish. But then again... It's the first look. I'm hoping that there is plenty more coming. Because if the if they're only doing these amount of games, we're in for a bit of a shock. So there's what seven, eight, nine, ten games being announced on day one. Um, and it's not ju- know, that's so not just far. for the PlayStation. That's for the PlayStation and PSP. They're splitting those two categories together. Um, yeah. Two consoles together in one into one category, uh, and those ten games uh, you might as well get from from the PlayStation Studios themselves. You got Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, IQ, aka Intelligent Cube, or Karushi as it's known here in the UK. Uh, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, Super Stardust Portable. So that's the only PSP game, um, and then you've got Mr. Driller, Tekken Two, Wor- uh, Worms World Party, and Worms Armageddon. There's some there's some crackers in there. There's some absolutely fantastic yeah. games, but there should be double that at a absolute bare bones minimum sony have an incredible history uh of franchises um and uh yeah like uh, it, 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 no twisted metal you know no jumping yeah. flash oh no there is jumping flash i'll take that back yeah. um <laughs> what's, what's really odd what's really really telling is that the majority of the game on this list are in the PlayStation Mini console. So basically, they've done all of the work they need to to get this up and running. Um, but that worries me, because they're bad versions of those uh, ROMs, essentially, that were on that yeah, PlayStation Portable. They, 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 they kind of are. There's a reason why it wasn't, you know, all that good. Um, but the, 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 hardware, the hardware running going to be running on will be better, so hopefully... Definitely. Hopefully. That is the one good thing to, to, to look at there. But it's... You know what these... Um, you know what these developers they like to do they like to impose the limitations to make it seem like it's running at the original um, original experience like you know how nintendo um they've released a bunch of roms on virtual console and they're all still 50 hertz for the uk uh, european region mm-hmm. even though we'd known about and had been exposed to the 60 hertz 
like uh, life and never wanted to go back ever. <laughs> I could just see that becoming a thing for the PlayStation side. But there is also something quite interesting going on here because I'm seeing the word remastered uh, yeah. for some classic games. Now, I know they did this for a, for some games from the PS2 and uh, that's why Ape Escape 2 is listed as a PS4 game. Yeah, so I, I, are these not just the uh, the remasters that are found on the compilations that you could get for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4? So, for not instance, like Jack, Jack 3, that, Jack 2 and 3, obviously, uh, they are part of that Jack, uh, Jack and Daxter trilogy. Uh, and I'm sure there's other ones on here as well. But they, they didn't redo Fantavision, did they? No. And they, didn't, they definitely didn't redo Dark Cloud 1 and 2. Those are still very much PS2 games. Mm. Um, there's quite a few uh, up on the PS4 um, store. I know that you can get Star, you could get some Star Wars games like uh, Bounty Hunter and the like. I'm surprised they're not in this list. Um, they will be in time. Just as a cutaway, I was I was really surprised by this. But in the same article, they confirmed a worry that I had before. You know, actually confirmed that I. It, you know, unfounded. That is, if you already own these like PS3, PS2, PS1 games from previous uh, stores, such as when you're playing on your PS3 and you fancy the PS1 game or on your Vita, they those purchases actually carry over. I never expected Sony to do a consumer-friendly move like uh, like that. Mm. But hey, here we are. Absolutely. So that means when that when they're adding all of the Street Fighter stuff, I'm going to have a whale of a time. Well, uh, God of Anarchy says he wants the PSP version of Persona 1. Thank you for that, by the way, uh, God, of Anar- God of Anarchy. While we talk through this, uh, people in the chat put down some classic games, not just of PlayStation 1, the entire of PlayStation's history. Um, you know, Vita as well, all of them. Uh, and, and let us know what games you want to see uh, them bring back. There's they're, they're some genuinely... There are some really, really good games in here. There's, there's a good selection of games. Do you know how much this is? So it works out about a hundred pound for the year uh, to to go for the PlayStation Essential thing, and they've also announced recently that um, if you you can convert your existing subscription into uh, into PlayStation Plus uh, Premium, which is kind of cool, but also a bit weak, right? Because the conversion isn't that great, and uh, well, Microsoft gives you more options. Uh, so, if, like for Microsoft, for example, uh, with Game Pass. Uh, I can do a three-year subscription just on standard Xbox Live, pay for one month of Ultimate, which works out to about £120 for three years, and that's Game Pass Ultimate for three years. Mm-hmm. This, um, I have to jump through hoops. I need to um, I need to pray to the devil and pay £99.99 uh, for the full year, or you know, convert my remaining six months' worth of subscription into 45 days' worth of subscription. That I, I don't know the full conversion, but it's not great. Uh, how do you feel about this, uh, Quang? Is this is that is that too much? A hundred pound for the year for essentially PlayStation's Netflix? It's really hard to say. I, I think obviously it comes down to how many titles they can get. If they're announcing more as they go along, then yeah, maybe that'll be okay. Um, currently, it's probably a little bit early. Yeah, um, I would probably jump in a little bit later. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's some good ones in here. So look, we're looking in the uh, PlayStation 4 section. You've got all of the real standard ones in there. So Infamous First Light, uh, that was like one of, oh, and Second Sun, they were like the, some of the first games I got for the PlayStation 4. The Loco Roco remasters, Marvel's Spider-Man, the Patapoon games. I don't know why they've got the PlayStation 4 version of Miles Morales. That's a bit weird. Um, oh, I suppose it depends on what version of the, what console you have. Yeah. 
Um, Shadow of the Colossus, Last of Us, uh, you know, Until Dawn, The Wipeout. Uh, it looks like they've got all of the Uncharted games, um, which is great. Days Gone, Concrete Genie, Bloodborne, uh, God of War games, Everybody's Golf, Destruction All Stars, Demon Souls. There's, there's pretty much all of those games on there. Um, yeah, that you could that's want. one of the big hitters for the PS5 like straight out of the bat you know yeah. that's an instant game. that's what they used to call it wasn't it instant game collection when ps plus first came out um i, I would say that you know this is a sort of games that most people would have played already or would already own so whether you would want them again it's hard to say i, I would yeah. want a few more games that aren't you know the ones that will hit us yeah, yeah i mean you, then, s- you see that as you go a bit further back i mean like echo chrome i remember quite enjoying that uh there was rain as well uh superstar superstar das hd in tokyo jungle um you've got all the obvious ones as well in there like your ratchet and clank puppeteers a game that's definitely shouldn't be overlooked um yeah 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 there's some great there's some great stuff in there and ultimately that what they're trying to wow people with is like you know playstation games are high just be honest hmm. um and then there's just the 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 size of the the list is like seven hundred games. The problem I have with a long list of games, all of which are you know really good quality and vying for attention, is that I will probably end up not playing any as a result <laughs> because I will be like going right yeah let's 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 stick on some puppeteer and get in there. I die once and they go oh right right cool what's next on the list yeah and, you yeah, know, yeah you haven't played that game you you just you've it's just it's the issue i have with my son like back in the day when you'd save up your pocket money your christmas money whatever to get a game that's the game you're playing no matter how bad that game is that you're going to get into it and you're going to put the time in um my son uh, i mean behind me i've got like an entire bookshelf of switch games he um just move on to the next game move on to the next game and it's like I, I, when I look at his, I'm like, have you played all these games? And I look on there and they're like three minutes each or something ridiculous. I'm like, whoa, you really need to stick to some of these games, mate, you know. Um, yeah. What I am noticing, uh, it, there doesn't seem to be a list of PlayStation 2 games, unless I'm missing them. That's the remastered classics. So that's what I was talking about. The Dark Cloud oh, okay, 1 and okay. 2 and Ape Escape 2. They're, they're not considered PS2 games. They're considered PS4. Uh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Don't know how I feel about that, but um, I, I I don't because it means that it's going to be a very curated selection of those up. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will. Definitely interesting. Um, Michael Towns was a bit a bit of Mo- Motor Storm. Love those games. Um, really like that last one they did. Was it Apocalypse? I thought that was quite uh, a good game. Was it Apocalypse? Uh, I, I always like. I love. I loved Motor Storm. Uh, that's probably my favorite one, even though it's not your, t- your not your typical one. And then the first Motorstorm always holds a special place in my heart because it rekindled my love for uh, Pendulum um, and Slam, which appeared in like multiple racing games. God, that didn't year. it just? Yeah, yeah. That and Pure was the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, it's, it's Pure on the list. Ah, oh, streaming only. Oh man. PS3 is my favourite system, says Goat King. Um. So what else? Uh, Muppet Raceway, <laughs> Race Mania. Says Andy Norton. Wild Arms, a bit of Spice World, the game for Michael Towns. Uh, Lord of Shadows Two. Says Sir Bowen Old Fart. Uh, Pursuit Force PSP. Says Tiago Pereira. Santos Silva. Wow, I've not said that name for a long time. Good to see you here, mate. Um, Bloodborne. Um, are the Uncharted titles Uncharted titles on there? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Patapoon, hell yes. And that Loco Roco, Loco Roco was great. I loved Loco Roco. I had so much fun with that game. Yeah, I that, really that was enjoyed remastered that game. for uh, that was remastered for PS4. I, 
I was playing that quite uh, quite heavily. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's on the list. That made the list. Bit of yeah. BMX XXX. I don't think that's going to make it on there. We need G Police. Why isn't there not a PSVR G Police? It's against the rules, as far as I'm concerned. That needs to that needs to be a thing. G Police, Future Cop, LAPD, both amazing games. Uh, Silent Bomber. I would love to see added to this list. Yeah, and stuff like Fear Effect, Blood, uh, Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain. Yeah, bring it all back. It's um, uh. It, it's a good amount of games. They need to add more of the really older classic ones, and I want to see more about what's going on with this PlayStation Two stuff. That 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 definitely um, worries me a little bit. Um, but honestly, I'm really only going to get this service if I was to get this service. I'd only really get this service for PlayStation Three and PlayStation Four, and obviously PlayStation Five games. And for the most part, PlayStation this, this, the games that are on here from PlayStation Four and Five are dirt cheap to go and buy physically uh i just know i'm someone that's not really gonna have the time to play this and get my full 100 pounds worth of money in it but that's just me i'm not a game pass fan either really because of the same reasons um in fact i just saw concrete genie on here and i was like oh yeah i bought that with when grizzly came over like two or three weeks ago <laughs> whenever it was uh still need to put that in my system you know um so yeah for me i'll just buy games as and when i want to play them rather than um have this service and never use they shot themselves right, in the foot so playstation i got an email from them halfway through the life of the playstation 4 and it says you've played online for six hours this year or something to that effect i was like yep time to cancel my subscription <laughs> yeah i did the same thing with the switch the other day where they did the uh like this is your like switch wrapped you have spent 20 minutes playing uh super mario maker which wasn't even me Um, so i'm like going you know what maybe i should probably cut back on buying switch games because i'm not actually getting around see i i I can't say no to the nintendo one because one it's so cheap it's like 15 for the year or 20 a year or something like that um and uh, I'll never forget when my son, he kept making all of these, not to be nasty, I think he's asleep, shit, Super Mario Maker 2 levels. And um, he'd save them all on my my, my uh, Switch before he got his. And then um, he got a little notification that someone was playing one of his levels and they gave it a thumbs up. I was really worried they weren't. And he actually fucking almost cried where he was just so happy that someone was playing one of the levels that he made. And I was just like, oh, fucking hell. He, he, he's made a gaming memory right there. He's made a gaming memory right there, and I was just yeah. I, so in love with that. I couldn't like, uh, I, I I can't take that away now. I, I actually no, I, I bloody pay for his as well. God damn it! As someone who's a game developer, um, that's a beautiful moment. Yeah, someone play the stuff and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was it was nice. It was really nice seeing him. Uh, you know, for the first time, it was really cool, really cool. By the way, thank you so much, Vike Echo, uh, for all of your bits there, mate. That's that's thrown in a big one there at the end. Thank you, mate. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, right, um, let's move on. Oh no, sorry, go, go on. One, 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 one last thing on this topic. So it's yeah. kind of like after thumbnail kind of deal. But Ubisoft are doing a part of their subscription for uh, PlayStation Plus Essential. They're they're doing Ubisoft Classics Collection, and it's basically. Uh, a big old list of Ubisoft games from recent years. Well, that's going to be part of this. Included, it's going to be part of this. Yeah, it's like oh. EA Access is to Game Pass. Um, Ubisoft are uh, giving a bunch of games to uh, PlayStation, which is kind of nice. No, that's uh, good. It's got stuff like Far Cry Three, Blood Dragon, Far Cry Three Remaster, Far Cry Four, South Park: Stick of Truth, and Fractured Butthole. Um, Steep, <laughs> the crew, basically everything they've done. Um, that's on been plaguing the middle shelves or pre-owned sections in game uh for the past like five to ten years yeah yeah um it's it's all there 
um, and it's free as part of this thing. Those are the games. If I was to ever get this service, I probably would just choose a game and play that one game. But the way you said about how you, you quickly play a game, you die and you try something else. The, yeah. the Ubisoft games, for the most part, they're the games I'll try and just move on. Try and move on because they are perfect middle shelf titles, aren't they, for the most part? You, you know, they're the kind of games where you have every intention to play it properly. Um, you, get in, you do the tutorial mission of the latest Far Cry and you go... That's a big open. I don't know if I could be able to play this. And then you just pick up something else. Yeah. Go back to playing Rock Band or something or, or Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's um, uh, yeah, I, I, I can never really bring myself to play them too often. Uh, you know, I, I like the Far Cry games, but I didn't... I, you know, I, I, cov- I covered and looked at that new one loads, and then when it came out, I just didn't bother playing it. Yeah. yeah. Ubisoft effect. Yeah, it is. Isn't it just? Isn't pick it just? Pick up a Game Boy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but it's still very cool because you know people buy those games, and the reason they're able to make so many is because people like playing those games. So yeah, it's good. For now, sure. um, yeah, let's talk about some remakes and remasters, of which there has been quite a few uh, fan remakes and demakes. Actually, um, starting off with Render ninety six. I'll let you talk your way through this because I know you're a N sixty four fan. And, yeah, I uh, am an N sixty four fan. As much as I don't like Mario nearly as much as the a certain blue hedgehog um you got to give some props uh to his first 3d outing because man did they write the book on 3d platforms as oh well they as did yeah everyone's yeah. you know you got to show some respect um what i love about this is uh the old school rendered aesthetic of super mario 64 you know the kind of stuff that you would you know as a kid you pick up that box and you see all of these beautiful renders and you think oh, the game is actually going to look that good um and then of course you you play it and it's a polygonal you know not quite as good as you think it's going to be but wow it's still mind-blowing because this is my first 3d experience playing games so um the these these fans have put together uh a remake or they're putting together a remake but it's all done in that rendered style from the box art from the all of the promotional <laughs> material it looks amazing um I, I i i must play this immediately uh and as far as well as far as um content is concerned people might have noticed that uh, mario luigi wario and yoshi are all being playable that's because it's based on the ds game yeah so remastering all of the all of the content and they're doing it in this rendered style i mean we're about five minutes away from nintendo slapping a cease and desist on this very episode as well as the original fan uh, creators but let's have a moment of appreciation for this this gargantuan task that they've put for wow i love the look of this ain't it good ain't it good big uh mario 64 fan quang yeah, same for me. It's blown. The first 3D Mario. It brought everything you wanted to the table. Played beautifully. Just even just running around that first area, being Mario, just jumping, wonderful. Yeah. What I loved about it is it didn't. It it tried to do what Mario Brothers did initially, and that's basically teach you how to play the game by the by its first level. Um, Mario 64 did that. And it was a completely alien concept of using an analog stick to move around and all of this context-sensitive movement. And, you know, it just basically just gave you that sandbox to play with. And, you know, it, it wrote, as I say, it wrote the book on, yeah. uh, on 3D gameplay. And that's why I love just getting the opportunity to go back and play it again. Even if I think Banjo Kazooie's better, this is the OG. Sonic Adventure's better. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> wow. It's not, uh, but... 
but I um I have completed uh, Sonic Adventure more times than uh in fact I believe I think I completed like the DS version more than uh the the original N64 release or at least the port of N64 release but uh yeah I, yeah, I remember how, my neighbor had it years, how many years difference how many years difference is Mario 64 and two different generations isn't it? oh yeah I it would is. agree I would agree with that if it's big the cats <laughs> yeah it's uh it, 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 it's bad because Sonic Adventure has obviously aged a hell of a lot more than Mario 64. Badly, badly. But from one uh, remake that's being uh, uh, taken from the N64 to a remake that's going onto the N64, you've also got this bad boy. The Portal remake for Nintendo 64. Now, this is cool. This is very, very cool. Portal is one of my all-time favourite games. Absolutely adore it. Um, and now... You can play it on your Nintendo 64. Mental. This is crazy. Uh, this is actually running on real hardware as well. Insanity. It's not just, it's not just emulator. Uh, I, I'd love to see how far they could take this concept. I mean, there were portals and things in the likes of Turok Rage Wars. So I'd imagine that's the kind of engine that we're looking at here. I couldn't imagine playing this on an N64 pad. But uh, <laughs> it's so, so good. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to see. Yeah, there, there is more in the links below. Ooh. <laughs> uh, continuing on, uh, we've also got. Uh, oh, I might have jumped ahead a fair bit there. Um, what if Horizon Zero Dawn was made in 1996? <laughs> wow. Uh, so the, this one I really like because it, they've actually gone for authenticity. This is far too easy to take footage of a most recent game, stick a filter on it, and you know just remove all of the graphical fidelity. And just, you know, stick a filter on it, make it look like a potato is running it. Yeah. Um, but this one, they've actually gone to the trouble of, like, animating the walk cycle. You know, the, the GIF-style fire. It looks like it's part, partly made in magic carpet engine. Yeah, <laughs> mixed between like that and... Yeah, probably more. I was going to say um, uh, uh, Tomb Raider, but yeah, it's definitely more magic carpet. Yeah. yeah, they definitely phoned in the animations a bit. You know, the Aloy, like essentially floating from like platform to platform as opposed to jumping. Clearly phoned in that death screen though. Oh, that that's nostalgic, that isn't it? Back, yeah, that's yeah. Nostalgic. I'm just expecting the, uh, the 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 zombies from Resident Evil to like <laughs> chow down. Horizon Zero Dawn. Dawn. And um, what if Amnesia: The Dark Descent was made in 1996? Full game down link, da- download link below. This is it's insanity. So many people are making these remakes and demakes and stuff. It's and it's uh, it's it's such for a niche crowd as well. Yeah. yeah so typically, it's, typically oh, it's we, crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Typically, we drop these in like the and the rest section. You know, people might have noticed we're not doing those recently. And it's just like, there's so many of them. There's, you could do like a remake, demake section every week. Um, like ever since that Bloodborne for PS1 thing came out, it's mm-hmm. just been, the floodgates are open. It makes you wonder, like, why are these guys making all of these demakes when they could be making their own games in this style? I want that. You know, you're doing everyone a favor. But instead, you're like risking copyright holders, like destroying everything you've got. It's just, it's such a shame that we bring so much attention to these things because I want to see what these guys could do with their own like on, off their own steam. And and because almost all of them never actually make it. Uh not just because of cease and desist issues, but because these projects nine times out of ten die. Um as as a yeah. as a game developer, Quang, do you, can you shine some light and as to why people spend their time making these these demakes and remakes? Oh, someone who made Super Jetpack DX was like a, a remake of Jetpack. 
yeah, yeah. Spectrum game on a Game Boy. Um, it's it's one of those things where you, you do it because you can do it. Um, it's a lot easier to make someone else's game than it is a brand new game. You're you're more concentrating on the technical side of making it rather than designing it. You already know what the game should be. Remake it normally for a technical challenge, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's a good way to get your name out there as well. More people are going to like look at this and talk about it. Uh, I realised yeah, the other day. I still... Yeah, go on. I was just saying it's a good way to cut your teeth into the industry. I guess your first. Pro- a while back, I was thinking about redoing a bunch of Sega games on the Nintendo Game Boy. Obviously, at some point in the earlier days, Sega games were on the Famicom. Um, yeah. But obviously, their own consoles, Sega, obviously the crossover as much. So I would like to do I don't know, like a Shinobi game on the Game Boy like that. Well, one of the GG games or something like that, or actually one of the more uh, the, the one of the console ones. Any, you know, the GG games are great. Um, even the I'm a big fan of the original Shinobi in the arcades. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where you know I have a lot of love for that, so I would love to remake that. For the- yeah, yeah, that would be good. There you go. Hey, Space Harrier for the NES or the Famicom. That's cool. Yeah. I was, like, port, I was thinking that's probably one game you don't want Nintendo to redo, is it? Space Harrier, because that's going to put a right massive dent on your Mau Mau Castle uh, as and when you get around <laughs> to doing that. <laughs> I'm not saying that there's any well, similarities they're, they're there. They're, but... very um, they're very different in many ways. Um, yes, it spiritually has the same feel. But when um, I think HDE about my game, since that obviously took away the weapons, there's no gun plays like a very different game. It looks similar to uh, Space Harrier. Yeah. The way it plays. Is- yeah. Yeah, it's like those, those Falcor style bones. That's because those in Space Harrier was all about the, the dragon like running for, into trees and smashing as many as possible. Yeah. yeah, I used to love those bits. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, either way, it's always cool. We're always going to talk about uh, more and more these remakes and demakes as and when they, they come out. Uh, it was a bit of an overload this week, but um, hey, hopefully more things come from these. And if they do, and these actually get closer to a full release, we'll definitely um, we'll cover them again in the future. Um, sure. But... Uh, as we were talking about Resident Evil, it's also a, uh, a pretty exciting time for fans because we got a trailer for the Resident Evil TV show uh, on Netflix. What are your thoughts, guys? Well, <laughs> they are going ham on the Resident Evil uh, franchise recently. I mean, we've had the movie uh, recently, the yep. Welcome to Raccoon City. If anyone remembers that that fateful Slopescast episode where I sang What's Up by the Four Non-Blondes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think this one has, like, another, like, um, weird song choice. I can't remember what it is, so I don't get forced to sing it. Um, <laughs> but this actually looks kind of good in that, like, really weird... Right, so you've taken a franchise from the 90s and now modernised it to be in 2022. And they've said that this is canon to the Resident Evil series. Which is very scary. Yeah, because they uh, go all over sc- the place. It's about. A, it's probably scarier than um, the whole, you know, Resident Evil zombies monsters thing, because you know this could ease some damage if 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 like handled poorly. I don't know though. I've got I've got secret high hopes for this. I do. Uh, it's it's uh it, it's even set in London. That is weird. So that's the first time I've seen like a, a British resident. So. Which is a really weird thing recently, because even Silent Hill has gone British, if you believe them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, where they go with this. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, I I want this to do well. And the thing with Resident Evil, there, there, there's a great story to be told there. But just like the games themselves, 
they go so over the top with the story and they get so weird and conjointed into each other and it's the same with those ridiculous movies um it gets to a point where you know the first one's good story-wise and then after that it just starts getting more and more and more and more collect uh, complex like a um like a kingdom hearts game um and I, I, I just can't follow it anymore, and it, I, I just I just lose interest. I, I enjoyed the first Resident Evil movie. I remember going to see that in the cinema. I thought it was quite fun. I haven't Same. seen the later one, um, in all honesty. But uh, I, 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 like you say, I've got high hopes for this. But I hope it's not going to be like this. But I hope um, it's going to be something that's just like two or three seasons at a mo at a push, and then job done. But it, you know, it's not going to be like that. If this bad boy is a success, expect twenty seasons of this bad boy. And if it's a failure, expect half a season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Netflix do like to uh, to drop, don't they? Definitely. Totally, yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, if they can make money from it, the, the franchise is big enough and rec- well-recognised enough. It will have its fans and it will have its eyes. It will make money. But for how long, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, There's also a Prey trailer, isn't there? Yes. Uh, Ultimate Joshy Washiness is not liking the look of this. He is saying garbage, bleep the Netflix version. Netflix is ruining everything they adapt. Uh, yeah. Uh, some people have that view, um, particularly with like Cuphead and what have you. Didn't like that. Um, oh, you know, what? I still haven't watched it, but the, the the few little things I have watched, I'm like, yeah, I think Cuphead's pretty good. It doesn't look like what the game, what it should look like for the game. Like it should be like a proper 1930s thing rather than a uh, adult swim party or whatever it's called, Ren and Stimpy flash animation. Um, yeah, I definitely wanted that classic Fletcher style, uh, classic Disney era, 1930s thing betty boop all that sort of thing but obviously you knew they were going to go down that route because it would have cost an arm and leg to make but um definitely making it for the kids for sure but uh, from what i've seen i think it's quite good and it's quite cool wrong with that but um yeah now we've got prey uh are you are you a predator fan anyone yes very much so how about you one and two are great yeah predator one and two are great movies best of them not so much but um i still enjoy them yeah Oh, I haven't got The thing with um, Predator, but... right, is I've always been, like, massively in love with Alien. Uh, like, the design of Alien, the look of Alien, the, the, the fact that it's proper scary. Um, you know, there's no way you're going to beat that bad boy. Like, I've said bad boy a lot on this podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Alien. And I didn't see Predator for a really long time. And I enjoyed the first film. Uh, but it had such a different tone than every other Predator movie. And um, I don't know. I just felt like he was always a bit... He's, he's obviously not a crap design. But compared to Alien, he was always a bit of a crap design. Um, you know, like weird laser things on his shoulder. You're an alien, mate. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, no, like the right. LCD wristband and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> he's got his own little Fitbit on. I don't. I, I know I'm slagging off Predator here, and you know what? I like, 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 like Quang. I, I do enjoy pretty much all of the movies. I really, really like the first movie. Uh, but it's an entirely different movie than all of the other Predator movies. Um, so for this, hey, it's going to be like if they make a new Robocop, it will be all right. To, but mm. it's never going to be the original um sorry to to ask you if you like it you both say yeah and then i come along to shit on it but uh <laughs> no, hey it's good i mean predator has not been doing well recently and that's like i basically just took the sonic quote and reapplied it to another thing i really really like um personally i love the design of the predator i love the fact that every predator is different they've got like little tribals you can kind of like as opposed to the alien you know where the alien is the alien and the only like 
notable you know characteristics from each film is that uh, you get a slightly different alien they have like injured and what have you uh predator they they've got a whole different masks they have different tribal structures they have different weapons they all they are all their own warriors their own hunters and i always appreciated that but the uh the, the real strength in predator and alien in general in the extended universe well that's not really part of the main movie set because if you read the comics you'll you'll see loads of great storylines and they don't need to be canon they just yeah. need to be fun um, one of my favourites was based on the ending of Predator 2, um, and it's Raphael Adelini, um, which is basically set in the past, where it's, you know, pirates, swashbucklers and all of that, but the Predator gets involved in, like, into pirate, you know, politics. What the hell? And that's Yeah. Uh, I love the idea that they're doing this, this thing where they take the Predator back into the past, you know... It, just just because he's an alien doesn't need to be in the present day or in the future it could be set in the past you know the whole idea of that at the end of predator 2 when he gives that uh, uh glover the, the the pistol is that predators have been around for a bloody long time and this is this is pistol from 1715 and the comic goes into the detail of how they got it and what what led to that moment what how how he learned the english phrase take this and what have you it's just Ah, oh, so good, so so good, and it's just a shame that the pre- the Predator movies, particularly 2018's Predator, which awful. What one? Um, what was the one that? Um, uh, not Tarantino, the other guy did Rodriguez, but that that, that was Predators. Predators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was okay. It had its moment. I'm only going to say okay. Yeah. But Adrian Brody as Arnold Schwarzenegger was a really bad idea. <laughs> the guy looks like a marshmallow. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's far too friendly looking to be, you know, that's the best part about Predator 1, right? It's that you've got all of these muscle-bound beefcakes. You know, they're, they're quipping one-liners. They're yeah. like saying, Ugly oh, son of type. a bitch. I haven't, I haven't got time to ki- I haven't got time to bleed. Have you got time to duck? Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's as bro, bromantic as you can get. But bro-mantic. that's also kind of what made it so good is because these these absolute badasses were being ripped to shreds by one thing, and it scared them. Yeah, um, and that's what made it good. Predator Two, I really liked because it did that, but in the city setting. And I don't know. There's there's this great eighties early nineties charm to it. Well, it's got Danny Everything Glover in it, gone. isn't it? During his uh, yeah. Lethal Weapon heyday. Yeah, exactly. I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Quang? Sorry, I've I've been rabbiting on. Um, um, yeah, I, I said that I, I enjoyed the Predator movies. I enjoyed the Predator universe, and I grew up as a kid as well. At, at the rest of you. where they've taken the franchise, I'm not sure. I'm happy with it, but mm. there's as an alien race. You can take it in so many different directions, and I agree with you in saying that. I like that they're a tribe. I like that they're predators. Um, I, I really enjoyed what they did with the Predator versus Alien game a while back with the Predator aliens and stuff. And, yeah. And so much more you could do. You need good writers. Some terrible stuff out there. Oh, definitely, yeah. A lot, a lot of it can be put down to like fan fiction being being given a budget. Uh, especially AVP, AVP Requiem. Oh, yeah, see, that's I, the worst thing to ever be committed to. Yeah, I remember like before I really knew, like I'd seen the Predator movies in the past, but I, I think I just went like a good and mental amount of time without watching Predators. So I didn't really understand like the, the history of it and stuff like that. Um, I do a lot more now. I've even like covered the Alien versus Predator franchise on, on, on my channel once before. Um, 
but I remember when I watched the Alien versus Predator movie. Um, it was in Chicago actually on a laptop. Uh, whilst my wife was at work, she did a gap year out there, and I remember spoiler alert people that haven't seen it i remember the fight scenes were quite fun for what they were you know all that sort of thing but then there was a moment in there again spoiler alert but there was a moment in there when um the predator does this like sort of high five with the human to gang up and and then they run off into the distance together into the sunset almost to go and fight the alien i'm like (laughs) what's going on with this movie and i was just so annoyed by this as i i I, I, I know that's how the comics went and it makes sense but uh, and uh, now I can. It, it didn't go that way, <laughs> not but, in the comics. Well, no, in, Pre- in Alien vs. Predator, the the original Alien vs. Predator novel, from what I understand, they, um, from what I remember, they, they, they didn't the aliens team up with the predators to take on the alien, the humans. Yeah, so they did. They yeah, did, but not like in the movie sense where hurry it along, hurry it along. We've yeah. only got ninety minutes here. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they definitely Hollywooded it up, didn't they? You know, like it was, it was For weird. Sure. It was like it wasn't too far off that scene from Rocky where they're running on the beach together, and it was just like there's a predator, and it, <laughs> it was really. I was like, what is going on? I was just like, I'm supposed to be scared of these people, um, yeah. and it just made me like the aliens more because they were so ba- badass that that you know it took two races to take him on i was just like oh man i wasn't feeling that but um hey like you say i like the original me um maybe we yeah. talked about this more than we did um uh, that other thing uh what was resident it oh, evil. resident evil <laughs> yeah, yeah resident evil was resident evil and it you know predators you know movie royalty i expect something to uh come out of the predator thing i don't expect much to kill but have you got high hopes then be good high hopes i it's a really that's a really tough thing to say because I've seen Alien Covenant, I've seen Prometheus and everything like that that comes up from the Alien Camp. Then I saw The Predator, two thousand eighteen. It's a very dangerous thing when talk about Alien Predator, Robocop, Terminator, or anything like that to say that you've got hopes something. <laughs> I I want it to be good. I really want Prey to be good because they're doing something I've wanted to see on film for a long time. And that is going into the past, showing, you know, human race, you know, woefully unequipped to deal with such a threat. Um, I really hope they don't mess it up um, because it'd be done. Um, I'm not going to say why specifically, but, you know, there's so many things that can be done wrong using this setup. And, you know, just in general, you know, the Predator deserves, I think, better, you know, as a movie villain to, uh, to just being taken out by someone like this um popeye versus predator popeye versus predator yes yes that'd probably be more entertaining than half of the i I would watch that in a heartbeat i'd buy tickets to that (laughs) hey olive i can't stand it no more right and the predator predator keeps walking away because he's always unarmed and then he gets the spinach and then did you know um (laughs) a little popeye fact for you before the days of uh him and taking spinach he used to rub the feathers of Either a whiffle hen or a waffle hen, that would be whiffle. And that's what uh, Popeye did before the days of eating spinach. What's, when's the last time you saw a whiffle? <laughs> when I read a Popeye comic. Right, Scarface <laughs> 2. That was almost a thing in video game yes. form. I've got my copy of Scarface right here for the PlayStation 2. But don't think I've played it, because I haven't. This was actually given to me by my <laughs> plumber, um, who said... Uh, <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who says, you collect games? Did you want my old PlayStation games? I was like, yeah, all right then. Every single game was a football game except for this. Um, but no, I've heard good things. I've heard Scarface um, 
was actually a great continuation from the Grand Theft Auto games. And um, people that played it back in the day, I know Kim Justice is a big fan, uh, and quite a few other people. Um, yeah, they were going to make a Scarface too. That's yeah, the thing. Uh, I remember the Scarface game having a bulls meter. That's pretty is awesome. It- so basically, you just like used it as a means to like shout insults while fighting, and it induced in like increased your damage potential. I just yeah, <laughs> Phil Balls meter. Yeah, that's just that's just like the greatest thing to write in an instruction manual for a video game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, just how to fill your balls meter. Um, but no, there's there was a lot of good things. You know, there were a lot of like GTA clone games back in the day that just did not get the the love that they deserved to be honest like the godfather game for ps2 and Wii was really good right that's surprisingly good and then scarface i've 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 heard similar um i never got around to it but the idea so they did like a godfather 2 game which clearly like intended to be within the godfather universe but didn't really you know like it, it wasn't it wasn't following michael corleone or anything like that it was just some random guy doing godfathery type things um so i'd imagine that's kind of what they had intended for scarface 2 the video game um but here we are like looking at the las vegas strip with uh you know i don't know if it's like tony montana or anything like that but they uh they show uh, in the concept footage like loads of like concept ideas for the entire sequel to scarface which is still really weird to say considering the ending of that movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man it, oh, it, no, it's, it's a great bit of a little bit of history here. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like you say, though, it's, it's entirely weird. It's like when you see that there's actually a film called Titanic 2, you're like, wait, what? How? <laughs> you know? Uh, and yeah, Scarface, I, I'm not going to ruin the ending, but you can probably guess what happens considering we're so confused on how they could make a Scarface 2. But this is a sequel to the game, not the movie, of course. Uh, and I'm, well... Uh, for fans of that original game, here's something you didn't get to play with. I don't really know what else to say, if I'm honest. No, video game development is full of game sequels that were cancelled halfway partway through. It just happens either they run out of money or the time is wrong, they'll pause it for whatever. It's great to see these games in any form, what could have been. Yeah. It's cool to see. It is, it is. And because you know for a fact that there's a lot of people out there um, that are basically not to get too morbid here, but dying with this information. And if we don't, if this, this stuff doesn't get leaked or shared, we'll never know about it ever. So, um, yeah, you gotta like, you, you gotta talk about it whenever things like this, uh, actually do come out for sure. Mm. Uh, I imagine Scarface yeah, too. So gone. I think, you know, something we said about the preservation, uh, of these as they were. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine Scarface two was just a placeholder name rather than, Scarface 2 it's <laughs> such a weird one yeah just just weird just like that's just it should be about Tony Montana but isn't there like a version of the ending I don't know if it's like the canon ending for the game or whether it's like an alternate ending for the game of the first one didn't Tony Montana survive that one I actually don't know like, in, in the game supposedly he, he he doesn't die he actually just turns around and shoots the, the, the hitman that's supposed to kill him <laughs> it's just like really weird I don't. I think that's what Mike was uh, uh, telling me yesterday on the chat. But yeah, supposedly Tony Montana survives <laughs> in the game. I love the name he's come up with: Two Scar, Two Face. <laughs> love so it. Griffin saying the canon beginning is that he survives. It takes place after the movie. What? I've got to play that game. 
I've got to play that. I game. think we found your next stream game, haven't we? Oh, totally. Let's play Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds I need good. To check. I've got a copy of. Anyway, there we go. There we go. And moving on to our final uh, topic of the week, we chat about. 10 gaming companies, uh, the top 10 uh, gaming companies made 126 billion revenue last year. We're going to look at those top 10. Um, where do you reckon Sega is on the list? <laughs> <laughs> they may not Nil, be on the list. <laughs> Neil Poir. This, this list includes mobile companies because mobile companies make ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So let's work our way down. Here it is. Sorry, guys. I've been getting up at like six o'clock in the morning for the gym. And uh, ooh, I haven't had a coffee today. Uh, in tenth place, uh, Tencent. Um, Tencent. They are not far off double everyone else. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the biggest Chinese video game company. This is kind of what I wanted to highlight because we've talked a lot in the past about who's really at the top, and yeah. uh, it's it's always the companies that you spend less time thinking about that are actually raking in the dough. Yeah. So that's why this is just interesting to me oh yeah Tencent, for sure Tencent basically like run the mobile gaming space and it just it dwarfs console or pc gaming yes it's, it's full on and and remember guys this is just based on game sales so when we bring up people like the next one in ninth place sony we're not including playstation 5 for sales numbers in there because nintendo are on this list but they're very low down if it did include game uh, hardware sales i'm assuming they would be a lot higher on the list but sony came in at second place um so the difference there uh is let's have a look uh so 32.28 billion uh is that billion really billion um yeah 32.2 billion sorry from 10 cent and that went down to 18.2 billion for sony uh so not quite half but not a million miles away either but yeah sony came in second so fair play we got a proper console uh proper game developer there um in second place that's that i think that's a win that's a win for us gamers I'm, really, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised to see that yeah <laughs> because behind them is apple yeah exactly that they went down um, to 15.3 so it's not a small jump i mean the difference between 15 and 18 is fairly big in this in this chart not quite as big as 32 to uh 18 as uh, uh the difference between tencent and sony but still uh sony coming in second at 18.2 and then apple following behind at 15.3 billion uh made these are all 2021 figures by the way um so yeah they came in third following on again another win for us microsoft yeah and Bal, bear in mind that further down the list, you'll see another company uh, which is now part of Microsoft. And when you add those revenues together, they now overtake Sony. Yes. So, uh, so Microsoft come yeah. in there at twelve point nine billion again. So Apple above them with fifteen point three, and below Microsoft, you've got Google at eleven yep. billion. So when we talk Google here, are we only, are we talking uh, these are their, their mobile revenues though. Game revenue, so this would be mobile, uh, Stadia, all of that. Included. Right, right. And you, you'll find with both Apple and Google, because of their store platforms, they take 30% of every game sold anyway. Yeah, yeah. So they're, making, they're making revenue on that, but even their own game. Not only that, but they run servers for certain games as well, so that's going to be coming as part of that. Yeah, yeah. Their services, like cloud services. So that's uh, another drop. Obviously, like we say, Microsoft was 12.9. Google went down to 11 uh, billion, exactly. Uh, under that, you've got uh, NetEase. So these are the guys. Um, so we, we talked about the Yakuza director a few years ago. Mm -hmm. 
uh, it's a few years ago, a few months ago. <laughs> um, we're not that we we haven't been going that long. Um, <laughs> and uh, they were he, he was talking about joining Netty, leaving Sega, joining Netty's. Uh, so yeah, got the user guy run for these guys, and they're in the top ten. You probably haven't heard that much. From well, I just did a uh, search for them, and the top link was oh, the Netty's crappy games wiki. So I'm guessing they're wow. not exactly loved by gamers <laughs> as such. NetEase run basically servers for lots of games, so things like World of Warcraft. That's right. I believe they do. Yeah. So again, like Google, like the cloud service is bigger. Um, the actual gaming, like Stadia. Uh, I we we talked about this as well. It's not really a brand that's going to stick around as like Google's gaming platform. What's going to stick around is Google's streaming servers, which are going to be used by other brands. Uh, some of those included, you know, Bungie, uh, because they were all running on Stadia servers. And Sony will probably end up using them. Microsoft will end up, Nintendo will end up using them. Probably more so Nintendo than anyone else. Um, so Google are going to be shooting write-ups, in yeah. my opinion. Um it looks like just a hell of a lot of mobile like MOBA type games, um, which are obviously huge in China and other parts of the world. And, and even here, you know, I mean, th- th- there's a reason us YouTubers get asked to sponsor Raid Shadow Legends all the time because people like playing it in this country too. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it looks like a lot of that sort of stuff, uh, NetEase. And then obviously, like you say, you got the servers and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, NetEase, they came in at 9.6 billion. And then underneath them, as you said, Activision Blizzard at 8.1. Now, if you added that onto Microsoft, if I get my thinking hat on, that would be 21 billion, which would beat Sony by about 3 billion. Yeah, so you can kind of see how these acquisitions are happening, why these acquisitions, they're getting further and further up the list with more stuff that they're buying. Now, imagine if Apple were the ones who bought uh, Active, which they could have done. You know, Apple are a very cash-rich company. They would suddenly be in Tencent territory. That's the reason why Microsoft bought them. Yeah. It's because they didn't want Google, Apple, or anyone else like that joining in and trying to take a Western company. That's the only reason. So. Oh, sorry, someone at my door. Uh, there we go. So you've got uh, so Activision Vision. There was eight point one, and the same again. You've got Nintendo uh, about eight point one as well um, on the game sales. There's a lot of Switch owners out there. I am surprised they are as low down, and they're not beating uh, people like Sony uh, and Microsoft in game sales. I suppose Microsoft have got a bit more of a, a big bigger platform with the PC and stuff like that as well. But um, there's a hell of a lot of Nintendo Switches look, out there. Yeah. I, f- I did find that quite quite strange. But I suppose it's a 2021. But then again, that's not that long ago. Switch was huge during 2021. That was a weird one. But yeah. yeah, either way, um, they're in, what, uh, eighth place. And underneath them, you've got Electronic Arts at 6.5, if I can see that correctly. And then you've got C Limited uh, at 4.3. Uh, C Limited? Familiar with them? No, but uh, they made... More than Sega. SCA Limited is basically a Singaporean uh, uh, company. I, that's all I know. There we go. Blazing Gaming Growth. Uh, Call of Duty Mobile. They did they that, do con- that free fire yeah. uh, with Assassin's Creed content, BTS stuff. Thank well, there you. you go. They did the Contra mobile game. Oh, they reached out. They asked to sponsor me. I never never ended up doing that because uh, I ran out of time. Oh, but... yeah, SCA Limited. Yeah, that, that company you know very, very well. Yeah. Everyone loves. Everyone loves. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there you go. 
um, as stated, if you combine uh, Microsoft and Activision together, then that's actually uh, quite uh, a big jump. And uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. And uh, oh, and if Take Two and Zynga, if you put those two in there, they would um, uh, they would move themselves back into ninth place. So yeah, and uh, Take Two, you know. A lot of that revenue is purely from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Grand Theft Auto yeah. Five still, still. Grand Theft Auto and like pop the old like uh, Zynga is the no, that's King. I'm thinking Candy Crush. Uh, Zynga's ba- uh, Bejeweled, I think. I, I I always think of them as the um, the Farmville guys, but that's like a long yeah, game. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Gin Plus, Gin Rummy Plus. Ah, oh, no. Yeah, I I enjoy playing a bit Rummy actually on that app. So if I but type yeah, Zynga in, Farmville 2 is the uh, top game on their website. I didn't realize Farmville 2, Farmville was still weak. Farmville 3? Will I st- okay, here's a question, guys. Will I still appreciate Farmville 3 if I haven't played Farmville 2? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get the story, man. Man. It's going to be wasted on I you. Really need to, I really need to know how that woman got that pick. Merge Dragons. God, do I get a lot of adverts for that for that game. Merge Dragons. Toon Blast. Toy Blast. CSR 2. Farmville 2 this, Tropical Escape. This basically just looks like Neopets. You know, all of those little mini games that you could get on Neopets back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's Now there's like fully fledged industries around those little mini games. Crazy when you think about it. Game of Thrones you, you slots can, casino. You, you, you can trash on, on mobile games as much as you want um, as as console gamers or PC gamers, but mobile games make all the money. Yeah, uh, they do. Tencent own so many mobile games. Uh, you know, so the list of the company have made money are the ones that have games, just games as service. You make the money from You don't, as a one-off sale, you make money by in-apps and by getting money constantly. Uh, the mobile company will make tons of money. Well, yeah, they um, quite famously the the Chinese marketplace. Uh, I, I keep bringing up China because this is where it all originates. From. The entire gaming landscape for China is based on two things. You've got grey market gaming, so that's where the uh, where the Chinese would import uh, consoles over from Western countries to play in China, uh, whether that be the Nintendo Switch or the uh, like Xbox and PlayStation, or uh, free to play gaming, and that's. The, that is the overwhelming majority of games. So um, the likes of League of Legends, incredibly popular. Anyone can play it for free, and all they have to do is pay for the champions they want. World of Warcraft is incredibly popular over there because you pay minimal time. The, the actual game and expansion are free over there. You don't pay for it up front. You pay for it over time. Um and it, it, the list just goes on. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about those microtransactions, and that's what keeps people going, uh, people gaming over them. Yeah, uh, it's it's fascinating because China is the leading marketplace in media, but whether it be movies, music, video games, it is it is incredibly uh, cr- incredibly rich, and that's why you get so many companies like vying to break break the Chinese market because. It's just so many for them to enjoy the uh, to get the content. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's also one of the reasons why this this business model is becoming such a prevailing thing. It's because it works. People are much much more uh, receptive to mini transactions than they are the sticker shock of like a full ride price release. How many people complained about paying seventy pound for a copy of Demon Souls when the PS5 first came out? Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. Whereas if you 
whereas if you could play Demon Souls or you know a slightly lesser graphical equivalent of Demon Souls, but you had to buy buy the odd weapon here and there. I think some people would actually pick that option. I know it's it's insane that we've generally moved into a world where uh, a time at least, uh, and this has been going on for the longest time. Like I remember my auntie, um, you know, she's someone that would call me a bit of a nerd, a bit of a geek, you know, because of my gaming interests. Yet, if you put, you know, the amount of hours played at playing a video game, she plays more games than me. When you look at how many how she's clocking in on bloody uh, uh, Candy Crush or whatever the latest bejeweled ripoff is. But way more hours in there than me. And she's probably spending more than me. And <laughs> look what I've got to show for it, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Who's the mug now? <laughs> uh, wow. It's, it's, yeah, it's the way things are going. I mean, technically, it's, it's kind of gone full circle. Because when you think playing games like Doom and Wolfenstein, you had to send off um, or scan... Uh, you know, your postal order to id software to be able to unlock the rest of the game. You know, that's like early day freemium gaming right oh, there, isn't it? Model. Yeah. yeah, you got you got the first episode for free and then you're just like, oh, mail order for the next fo- uh, next two episodes worth of content. That's mm-hmm. how it used to be done. And it's kind of back now. <laughs> Blue Lou wants me to get my auntie on the uh, podcast next week. <laughs> well, look, guys, uh, yeah. As Crying said, we, we, we can sit here and hate on uh, mobile games. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, it is, I've said this a lot as well, and I fully stand by it. It's it's because when you think of mobile gaming, you're thinking of this, Harry Potter, Harry Potter puzzle and spells. It means nothing. Uh, if the mobile phone, you know, the, the way you use a mobile phone for gaming was released by Nintendo, everyone would be all about it. Uh, primarily because a company like Nintendo would probably make a lot of games that would utilize the touchscreen in a, in a great way. Those games do exist for mobile phones. You just got to get through all of this crap to find them. Um, it's a great, great, great system. Uh, and hey, if you don't want to do that and you actually just want to play these puzzle games, uh, of which I do a lot, I'm not going to lie. I, I play this uh, emoji Disney game all the bloody time. Um, uh, then yeah, they're, they're on there too. And they're the ones that are making the company some serious money as we've uh, just gone through there. They're the, the majority of the top 10 list of game makes. Insanity. It, it, it all just looks a bit like crazy. Uh, I don't know if um, <laughs> it's. I think some people in the audience might know where I'm going at with that, but I look at this Harry Potter game that's on screen and screen, and it's clearly Bejeweled, but with a Harry Potter like flavour. Well, it's, it's got it's got to... absolutely nothing to do with Harry Potter. There, there, yeah. There's people in there just trying to tweak Bejeweled ever so slightly, uh, and then like, what, what, what's the property? Harry Potter, right? Get it in there. You know, stick a wand in it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's Harry Potter. When Guardian Leviosa, they said that in the book and the film. That's cool. <laughs> that's that's two. Let's put that. Let's make it a third. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Sorted. Exactly. This is Harry Potter, people. Uh, but again, yeah. who, who are we to complain when you know when we yeah. get Pio Pio brought in from from America? Uh, sorry, from Japan, and we call it. Doctor Robotics. Robotics, Mean Bean Machine. Exactly. There. So, I mean, who are we to complain? You know, I think you, you can complain again. You can say this is a bejeweled clone or whatever, but it makes a ton. I bet you it makes a ton of money. I bet it oh, does. I'm sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> Serious money. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and really, it's probably an all right game. It's just annoying that you got to get through 
every time you know you do a round, you got to get past. No, I don't want to pay. 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 You're right, next level. Oh, I've got to wait fifteen minutes to get another life. Oh, do I want to pay? Yeah, go on then. You know, so they get you because they're, they're they're not bad games. They're just like the perfect definition of throwaway. That's it. That's it. It's it's disposable. Mm. It's disposable fun. Doesn't mean an awful lot, and you can't get too attached to it either. So if you did find a mobile game that you really really like, then uh, play it. <laughs> play it now. Yeah. Because it won't be around forever, as we've ascertained uh, from a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, where Apple in content that is is old uh, without warning. Just sad, just super sad. That's it. That's it. Well, guys, I think we're bringing us to the end of the podcast. There, we've had our six topics. I haven't missed anything there, have I? No, no, I haven't. Um, nope. I answered my own question there, but um, hey, cool, cool, cool set of topics. And thank you yet again to Mister uh, Quang DX from Asobi Tech. For coming along and joining us this week, mate. Very much appreciated. Let's uh let's let's share the website one more time. And people that are listening in on the podcast, you can obviously go down into the description and go and check out some of his awesome games, of which I have physical copies of, and I will be getting the next one physically as well. Uh go and do that thing. Don't you recommend that as well, Grizzly? Oh, too right, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I had the pleasure of playing a bit of diffused uh and seeing diffused in action while I was at Insomnia. Uh, recently it's a great little game uh, and definitely worth picking up especially if you love modern indie puzzle games or the game boy yeah who doesn't (laughs) talking of puzzle games he's making one too (laughs) for the game boy um but yes absolutely absolutely thanks for coming on mate really really appreciate it we'll have to get you in again uh sometime in the future but guys for now we're going to end it here and uh thanks so much for hanging out uh but until next time this is dj slope grizzly and quang And hopefully we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time